Thanks for tuning in to the Diabetes Dish Podcast, brought to you by OnTrackDiabetes.com and the OnTrack Diabetes app, available for the iPhone and Android. Here's your host, Ann Galt. This is the Diabetes Dish. I'm Ann Galt. Living with diabetes isn't easy, and the Diabetes Dish Podcast Series delivers the inspiration and expertise you need to help you live your best life with diabetes. Today's guest is writer Ginger Vieira. Ginger's been living with type 1 diabetes since 1999 and knows her thing or two about the challenges of a chronic condition. She's a frequent contributor to OnTrack Diabetes and many other health websites and the author of four books, Pregnancy with Type 1 Diabetes, Dealing with Diabetes Burnout, Emotional Eating with Diabetes, and Your Diabetes Science Experiment. You can find all four books on Amazon. Ginger's also the mom of two young daughters and successfully maintained healthy blood sugars throughout both pregnancies, which as anyone with diabetes knows is an impressive accomplishment. Check out her YouTube channel, for her funny and educational videos about everyday life with diabetes. I just watched one about how tough it is to test blood sugars when the demands of your babies compete with the demands of your diabetes. Ginger's juggling act is really something, and her daughters are just super cute. I asked Ginger here today to share her tips for saving money on diabetes supplies. OnTrack published her article, 12 Ways to Save Money on Diabetes Supplies and Medications, just a few weeks ago. And in that time, she's discovered a few more money savers, and she's going to share them with you today. Welcome, Ginger. Hi, Anne. Thanks for having me. And your article, like I said, was very well read for OnTrack Diabetes. So I wanted to invite you on the podcast to really just talk about the experience and the expense of living with diabetes. Maybe you can share your story and tell us how you came up with these great money savers. I mean, I'm sure I know that you saw the report that the ADA put out recently um, just about the cost of diabetes. And According yeah. to their, their research, I mean, it's it's been a twenty. We've seen a twenty six percent increase in just the last five years, and the average cost of living with diabetes is sixteen thousand seven hundred and fifty two dollars. I mean, this is just really hard to get my head around. I do not have diabetes, yeah. as you know, and I I really. This is this is so expensive. I, I don't know how you do it. So your money saving. I also tips. read a, a um, I read a fact from the ADA about how when people don't have insurance, they have I forget the exact percentage, but it was like a twenty five percent increase in um, expenses that you know that our taxes are paying for patients uninsured because they end up in the ER more often. Oh, of course, that's got to be part of this. Yeah. I mean, and there's so right. many uninsured people that the cost gets passed down. I mean, we really have a broken system in so many ways. Um, and, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure that people with diabetes feel that more acutely than probably the rest of us. Um, so, you know, walk me through this a little bit and, and tell me about some of your 
your money savers. Well, you know, yeah, what's funny is I was diagnosed when I was 13. And of course, I was oblivious of the cost of diabetes until I didn't have insurance after graduating from college. Because I worked as a um, personal trainer, and you're treated like a freelance employee. And so I couldn't get insurance. So I went several years, uh, four at least years without any health insurance in my early 20s. And I was on multiple daily injections. So I wasn't using a pump anymore because there's no way you can not have insurance and afford a pump. You know, oh, had, you, had you been using a pump prior to that? I didn't go off my pump because of insurance. I went off my pump because I was sick of pumps and I, I had a lot of skin issues with pumps and I ended up in DKA because of a failed site and I just lost my trust in pumps and my patience for, the, you know, there's no perfect way to deliver insulin, but the, the flaws of pumping to me weren't worth it and I don't mind taking six to eight injections a day. And some people hate that and so the flaws of pumping are worth it, Right. But and you, you have, have you have very very good A1C numbers. I know you've written about it for On Track Diabetes, and we can put. And I want to say, you know, to anyone listening, you know, I've had diabetes for 20 years. My A1C today is the result of 20 years of learning about my diabetes. It's not, you know, I, 10 years ago my A1C was not what it is today. You know what I mean? It's a it's a nonstop learning process. Diabetes well, management. You know, thank you for saying that because I'm sure it's quite a burden living with type one and you're dealing with a lot. And I'm sure that some people out there feel like these numbers can be impossible during certain parts of their lives to achieve. So yeah. thank, thank you for, for explaining that because sometimes I think that gets lost in the conversation. It does take yeah. a lot of careful yeah. observation and learning. Um, and we'll, I'll put a link to your other uh, pr blogs about the topic for people who are interested in, in learning more about your journey and how you do it. Um, but anyway, back to this topic of... Yeah, so, I mean, back then, well, so back then, if you didn't have insurance, I, I didn't qualify for the different programs that were for uninsured if you're living below the poverty line, which we can get into in a little bit. The way I survived without insurance is that I had a CDE who wrote my prescriptions for insulin anyway, even though I didn't come and see her. She was one of my training clients. So she uh, saw me and she knew I was healthy and taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was just pure luck, right? That I had that relationship. And, and then I was a counselor. Yeah. So you didn't have to pay to Oh, I know. I paid. Her. Oh, oh, no. Okay. I didn't have to pay to see her. No, so no. I didn't was, go to her at all. Right. Yeah. But she, she understood that you were right. I had gone to her when I did have insurance and then she let me keep getting my prescriptions filled even though I wasn't seeing her. And then once a year I would pay for an A1C test. Yeah. And, and I mean, um, we're not necessarily advocating yeah. for people not to go and see their healthcare provider. Right. No, no, of course not. This is, this is the consequences of, right? right. These are the consequences of not providing citizens of this country with affordable insurance opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. um, is this, you know, and I didn't end up in the ER because I could afford insulin if I had to pay for it with cash. Um, but, you know, there's lots of people that wouldn't have been able to survive this the way I did. The other reason I, could, I didn't have to pay often for insulin is because I was a volunteer counselor at a diabetes camp every winter for teenagers. And the woman who ran it was my pediatric endocrinologist. And 
she knew I didn't have insurance. And so at the end of camp weekend, she would give me whatever fast acting and Lancet insulin was left over from her stash. So I would get months worth of insulin for free. Wow. So that was another, boy, you've had some like diabetes guardian angels, I think. I mean, it's, I feel like it was just pure luck and that I knew these people who were so willing to help. And then on top of that, I also had a friend who had two types of insurance because she was still covered under her father's plan and she had her work insurance. So she had test strips coming out the wazoo and she would give me test strips because she had way more than she needed. Wow. And then I'll say one more is one of the people that came to the gym was a salesperson for a test strip company. And she would give me um, boxes of the sample things that only contain like 10 strips each. And at a certain point, like that doesn't happen now. At a certain point, um, they just started like really buckling down on how many sample they canisters they would give to their sales rep, you know, so she couldn't do that anymore, but she did it as much as she could. Oh my gosh. It sounds like working in a gym is kind of a good job for people with diabetes. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, my yeah. goodness, I'm very impressed at your ability to like, you know, take care of your diabetes because of your job. <laughs> yeah, it's very resourceful. But, you know, but it does speak to, you know, I think everybody with diabetes ha- is put in this position that they have to be resourceful. Yeah. So, and, and, and you know, I'm one sure. thing about that is you can't keep it a secret if that you're not insured. If you need help, you, you're not going to get help unless you share that you don't have insurance with very, the right people. You very know? good point. Right, right. I, I mean, I, I'm very impressed at your resourcefulness. <laughs> But it's also a nice segue to one of the programs that you pointed out in the article um, about test strips. You want to talk to the audience about that? Yes. Um, So there are three now, um, which uh, they're they're called One Drop. That's one of the programs, test strip subscription programs, Dia Thrive, and Livongo. And all three of these companies have made it so that you can subscribe for test strips based on your need, you know, how many times a day you want to test your blood sugar. And you don't need a prescription. You don't need insurance approval. It completely cuts out those two middlemen. And you just have a relationship with the test strip company. Um, and it's not the test strips that you already get through pharma. It's going to be Livongo's meter and Livongo's test strips. Diathrives meter and diathrives test strips and one drops meter and one drops test strips. But I became a subscriber of one drop um, almost a year and a half or two years ago, I think. And I, it's changed my life because I am on multiple daily injections. I don't want to wear my CGM anymore. I hate having it in my skin. And it's just, I feel like I learned a lot from it during my pregnancies and postpartum, but I don't need that much arrows and beeping at me now Mm -hmm. and um so but I still want to test my blood sugar a lot and there's no way that my insurance is going to say I can use eight to ten strips a day and when you're using let's say freestyle Abbott test strips and you put not enough blood on and then there's an error message and I have to throw that strip out that was one of my four strips for the day so it's like it's just so much and I would find myself thinking should I test my blood sugar now it's probably fine. I don't want to use another strip today. I've already tested four times today. Oh, you know, so we shouldn't be put in that position. There's no margin for error, right? 
Right. And there's no margin for really taking care of yourself as well as you'd like to. Because the you know, if you want me to be healthy, yeah, if you want me to be healthy as one of your customers in your insurance company, I should be able to test my blood sugar as much as I want in order to prevent costing you more money with complications down the road. Right. Or it's sort of like the ER. Yeah, they're they're kind of dictating <laughs> the number four. It's I mean, I don't know. Where, yeah, yeah. where does that number even come from? Is that some algorithm? No kidding. Average? I mean, that's just always been, I think it's the, you know, three meals a day and before you go to bed is probably where that came from. Oh, I see. Um, okay. Some, you know, around that. And it's out of date. And with one drop, I could pay the exact same amount that I would pay for a monthly copay of only four strips per day. I could pay that to one drop instead and get unlimited test strips. Now, so I'm $40 curious. a month, basically. Okay, right. I'm curious. So do one drop and Lavongo and um, Diet Thrive, do they also work for with insurance companies? Do you know? Or is it no, no, their no, their whole goal separate. is okay. to skip over that. Yeah, because insurance companies are part of the system that's screwing us. Okay, so, okay. Um, you know, One Drop, for example, is founded by a guy who has type one. He was diagnosed as an adult and he said, This is ridiculous. <laughs> and yeah. he created that so that we could get stripped the way we need to get stripped. So that's a huge money saver. Um, your article also huge. talks about, you know, taking the time to compare local pharmacies because it sounds like in your research you yeah. found, found some real discrepancies. I mean, to give you an, a very recent example, we switched insurance. My family switched insurance because my husband's job changed. And our new insurance company, just because I happened to be on the phone with one of the health accolade people he said oh by the way if you switch to getting your insulin from cvs you'll avoid an extra 60 dollar fee that i would get if i went to a different insurance company because my husband's business has a relationship with cvs wow. and i would have never known that had i not gotten on the phone with that health accolades guy to ask him a zillion other questions so that speaks to doing your homework a little bit and it's being it's yeah. worth your time. Yeah, especially if you work for big companies like, you know, big, you know, nationwide companies, they probably have a relationship with a specific pharmacy and you're going to save money if you go there. Wow. Okay, good to know. Uh let's move yeah. on to online options. Um, so I want to mention two things that I actually just learned about yesterday from the wonderful Christelle Aprigliano from Diabetes Patient Advocacy Coalition. Mm. Um, two online options for insulin if you don't have insurance and you need to get more modern insulin than what you'll find at Walmart. You know, they have their cheap generic insulin, but it's really outdated. It's um, NPH and regular, which were that's what we used in the 90s and they're really they're not good insulins they're they peak and you have to eat every three hours and they really dictate everything about your schedule versus mm -hmm. today's newer insulin so um christelle sent me a link to let me just find it here so i say it right uh if you go to lantis.com savings hmm. okay and also, a newer generic version that's it's basically Lantus, but they're not saying it's exactly like Lantus. 
Um, oh, sorry. No, this is the rapid acting. A Ademolog. I don't even know how to pronounce it. A D E M L O G. So both of these for people who don't have insurance um, or have very little insurance can and they save money on insulin. You're saying, and not the outdated insulin. Right, Lancis and Ademlog. I've never heard it said out loud by anybody, but it's, mm. they're both from Sanofi. So you could call Sanofi's customer service and get these links. Oh, wow. Um, that's really and, helpful. I'm going to yeah. update your article with that information and put it, you know, put links from the, yeah, I'll send the it website. To you. Okay, wonderful. That's that's pretty significant. I, I think yeah. it's, it may be fair to say that a significant number of people today are shopping in Canada and that's a bit problematic, mm. right? It can be tricky, right? Because you really don't know what on the internet is what it says it is. Mm. So if you're shopping from Canada, I would, I would only, personally, I'd only feel comfortable doing that if I got that link from a, a fellow type one in the diabetes community who I already know and trust. Mm. And um, they said that that was and I'm sure if you go into a Facebook group with a lot of people with diabetes in it and ask, has anyone bought insulin from Canada? Anybody know of some reliable sites? I'm sure you'll get some really good recommendations. Um, but be very careful. Well, that is brings up another point of using, you know, the internet is is in many ways a blessing and a curse, right? So, right. <laughs> um, like your point about not being able to possibly fully vet that, you know, a company is Canadian, um, you say in your article, or, or I guess it was a quote from uh, Dr. Hughes, who you spoke with for the article, um, that people will try to trick you by putting a little Canadian flag. Um, so buyer beware is kind of the message there. Mm. And I mean, you also, you could be getting it from some weird site where what's in that vial isn't even insulin. It could just be saline. And then they just got 200 bucks from you. Oh, that's you know? so, so scary. So you really have to do your research. And well, like we mentioned in the article, go to Be Safe Rx to look for listed known scam sites. Okay. And that segues kind of nicely in using the internet, the internet being your friend in the sense that you can reach out to other people with diabetes who have had firsthand experience. I mean, do you belong to a Facebook group that you found helpful? You know, I left Facebook all together, to be honest. Um, Okay. Okay. Facebook got too messy for me, but I know that there are tons of groups on Facebook, if you search buying and selling diabetic supplies, um, you will find people who go on and say, hey, I just switched to a new glucose meter and I have 700 strips for my old freestyle or my old whatever. Anybody want them? And people are you know, either selling them for a small price or they're just sending them to fellow diabetics to help each other out. So I guess because I don't have diabetes, I didn't realize that test strips were that unique <laughs> to the particular meter, um, which... <laughs> yeah, there are, it's, like, um, it's like a phone charger for a phone. It's only going to work in the right one. You right. got to get freestyle test strips for a freestyle, freestyle meter. 
too bad there's sort of not a generic version of that, but <laughs> maybe someday. Right. <laughs> yeah, maybe there someday. are cheaper. There are some really cheap meters, but they're well behind the technology. Um, you know, to use the one drop meter that yeah. I did have to give up one feature that I loved about my freestyle meter. But to me, it was worth giving that up. It's a light that shows up so I can test my blood sugar in the dark and see oh. where to drop the blood. Oh, and so one, one drop, drop, you know, their meter is designed to be extremely affordable. So they have, and they're brand new, they're a startup. So they haven't evolved it to that yet. And I'm sure someday they will. But to me, it was worth it to sacrifice that. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can't have it all, right? <laughs> right. Right. Um, another little tip in this article is the difference between a pen, right? A glucose pen. Um, and you and yeah. using a pen uh, can be a money-saving way to deliver insulin. Can you talk me through that a little? I so I don't like pen needles, so I always thought, oh no, just give me vials. And one of my healthcare professionals um, pointed out to me uh, that it's actually pens are cheaper now because they are the, the, probably the most popular delivery method for insulin. Um, so if I just get pens and then, you know, I'm not recommending this, but this is what I've done for the last 10 years. I stick syringes into the top of my pen and I use it like it's a vial. Because oh, I, I guess that's a little Pen hack. needles drip and pen needles are annoying and I just don't like pen needles. Um, so, yeah, but I, one, one thing I do. I mean, again, not having diabetes. Is your aversion to pens kind of typical? Do people prefer needles? It seems um, like it kind of doesn't. Um, I think people prefer pen needles. I think um, that's just me being a little neurotic. I do know some other people who don't like pen needles, but I don't think we're the majority. Okay, so you're you're just that's your little thing. <laughs> yeah, it's my trust issues about. I don't like that I give myself an injection with a pen needle. And I hold it in there for 15 seconds, and still, when I take it out, insulin is dripping. And I don't take very much insulin. So one unit drops my blood sugar by 100 points. If I am only taking one unit and I see this drip coming out, that's a big fraction of the dose I just gave myself. Oh, so that this I didn't is kind get. of about control, too. You feel like you have better control with a uh, needle. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to get ripped off, and I don't want... I want to get the insulin that I meant to give myself, you know, and with a syringe, that's just not an issue. And it all and comes out. It's a waste too, aside from that. Right. Dripping yeah. And that's insulin. another thing, you know, of course, if you are, you have insurance and you're on a pump and you're on a CGM, you inevitably have to, they're getting a little better about this, the newer pumps, but you inevitably end up having to waste some insulin because it will say, Oh, there's too little insulin in your pump you've got to change it, you know, and it shuts down. That's Omnipod used to do that. I'm not sure if they've evolved that yet. I, I mean, I wonder if there's a way, and... yeah, but you can't, you can't really um, collect unused insulin and reuse it, can you? There, I've seen people um, kind of try to hack the, the supply and get in there and draw out the insulin before they put on their new pump. But that's, you know, it's, it's not designed for that and so it's extra work and it's tedious and you're trying to save money when even the supplies that you're paying for are costing you even more than what you paid because they they waste insulin. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Again, another another thing to worry about when you have diabetes. Right. Right. Um another And I do want to add though, I do want to sure. add that on 
or one drop and diathrize and Lavongo, even if you don't want to test your blood sugar eight times a day, they have programs where you pay $8 a month. And like all three of these companies have programs for people who only need two strips a day or one strip a day. Um, so there's a, a variety of choices. Based oh, on well, how that's, much you need. that's an important detail. Um, thank you for sharing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to clinical trials. Oh, yeah. That's um, so you'll see in the article that's on on track, but there's a constant list of clinical trials. And when you're part of those trials, you get your test strips paid for, you get your insulin paid for. Um, I tried to be part of an inhaled insulin trial a few years ago, and uh, I ended up being put in the group that wasn't going to be on the inhaled insulin. I was the what's placebo. Placebo. The placebo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Bad. Oh, um, bad. Mm-hmm. And which was fine. I didn't want to. It's like last thing I needed was a change in my insulin program at that time. But um, but you know, it's one way. But that's a very short term thing. You know, yeah, unless you good. love being part of trials, right? And not everybody is going to be able to access a trial. I'm imagining that they take place in yeah, not in everybody will qualify. Cities. Yeah. Yeah, and, right. and or be able to drive conveniently or find the time during their hectic life. A, a lot of a lot of reasons, but still, it, it is a legitimate way to to have your care paid for for, like you say, yeah. short term. But um, thank you, thank you. Uh, another tip is something called the Charles Ray the Third Diabetes Association. I guess that's a nonprofit. Is, yeah, designed charity. specifically. And there's actually um, a few like this, but this one is specifically for low-income patients with diabetes to help them get test strips. And you're going to have to prove your income. You know, you have to send in your taxes probably, but it's a legit charity that tries to fill in the gap for people. And as we pointed out earlier in the podcast, that low-income people or people without insurance have even more challenges. So yeah, worth, worth, worth checking yeah. out. You know, I think about that too, because another one of your tips is to improve your diet, um, which it doesn't seem so obvious, but I think part of the problem with that is that people in low income neighborhoods might not have right. access to, you know, some of the healthier options like good, fresh produce. Yeah. And, you know, that's another problem with our country is I I keep thinking about this. Someone pointed it out to me that soda is cheaper than water, you know? So right there, that that says so much. That's awful. Right? Um, Yeah. So that's kind of a separate issue. But to me, it's part of this uh, problem of healthier food is more expensive. Like that, that shouldn't. It doesn't even make sense in a way. I mean, it's less processed. Yeah. Shouldn't, shouldn't it be cheaper? <laughs> My goodness, right. water yeah. water should be, well, it is free if you'll drink tap water. Um, but again, that's a whole right. issue. But can you just But, you know, so on, even that? for people with insurance, mm. um, like I can give you as an example, I was at my most unhealthy when I was in my freshman year of college, and I was using 35 units of Lantus insulin a day at that point, which means I was using at least that much in rapid acting insulin too. Um, And today I use 10 units 
of long-acting insulin. I can yeah. take Traceba, not Lantus, but it's all the same um, in terms of unit practically conversion. Wow. So that's because I lost weight and I'm more active and I eat a healthier diet. And, and there's people who take 80 units, you know, and if you're 100 pounds overweight and you're taking 80 units of insulin a day, losing weight will get, it will make drastic impact on how much insulin you need every day. Wow. I, I really didn't appreciate how dramatic that that is. Wow. I mean, that's a big difference, 35 to 10. Right. So it's, you're saving money. Yeah. So maybe the money you're saving on diet. And I wasn't even, you know, I mean, let's say I, I was a size 10 pants then maybe, 8 to 10 pants, and now I'm a 2. So it's not like I was obese, right? Right. And I still drastically cut my insulin needs by a third by losing 15 pounds or something, you know? Wow. Was that part of your motivation to get to the gym? No, because I wasn't trainer. aware that it, mm. um, oh, well, not the insulin dose. Cause I was, you're just unaware usually, especially I was, a, a, you know, I was a kid. Um, but that, that you're unaware of how much your insulin dose is related to your weight until you lose that weight and you change your habits. Wow. You know? Okay. Well, I mean, that's a really powerful example. Thank you for sharing that. Right. Um, yeah. Let's see. So there's another tip we didn't discuss. Savings cards offered by some yeah, so companies. If you live below the poverty line or you don't have insurance, um, you really, really should look into every savings card rebate program and patient assistant program offered by the pharmaceutical companies that your insulin and test strips come from. If you, you know, if you get um, Novolog insulin, then you should be looking at Nova Nordisk. Call somebody on the phone based on their website and ask what you qualify for and how you need to, what paperwork you need to fill out to see what assistance you can get. Because if you are uninsured, or you live below the poverty line and you are insured, there are pro there is ways to get help, but you have to do the paperwork and you have to do the research. They're not going to call you up and offer it to you on their own. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And an again, another segue to some of the unique challenges for lower income households, um, patient assistance programs. You point out yeah. a few, um, something called Needy Meds and Eli Lilly, uh, Nova Logs has it, uh, and Sanofi. Needy, and Needy Meds really helps you look for all those programs. So you can just go to Needy Meds, type in the drug that you need, and then they will help you find all the different programs that you might qualify for. So that's probably a good place to start. Um, and you yeah. also say that they offer a calculator? There's, you... They have an easy calculator to help to understand where around the poverty level your income, your household income is, because it's a lot of math and weird. It's like, if you are 250% below the poverty level, like what does that mean? You know. So there's an easy calculator to figure out what your income qualifies you for. Oh, okay. That's that's really wonderful. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for these really great tips. I'm going to update your article to put the information you received yesterday. 
Um, yeah. I, I, I those mean, are very new, great. those two programs from San Jose. That's very new. So, it's you know, just if you don't have insurance, the takeaway is that if you don't have insurance or you're living below the poverty line, do your research because you should not end up in DKA because you couldn't get insulin. There, there is some program out there that you can get your insulin from. Thank you very much. Well, I think that's a good place to leave our discussion. Um, and I want to tell the listeners that Ginger contributes regularly to On Track Diabetes, and she's going to be delivering some more money-saving articles in the near future. And I'm going to hand the mic sort of back to Ginger for a little bit of plugging. So take it away. Oh. Feel free. This is the plug zone. Um. You can find me on Twitter, Ginger Vieira, and you can find my books on Amazon, Emotional Eating with Diabetes, Pregnancy with Type 1 Diabetes, Your Diabetes Science Experiment, and Dealing with Diabetes Burnout. Thank you so much for being with us today, Ginger. Thanks, Anne.